Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show, live on this Thursday evening with you as Braves are back home now, starting a four-game set against the lowly Colorado Rockies against the another last-place team. So we uh, head out to the waitfor.com hotline. We'll talk about all things Atlanta sports with our buddy Gabe Burns. He's the sports and feature writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work and follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Gabe Burns AJC. Gabe, my friend, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes, as always. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. You know, I, I've talked a lot about the month of June that – you know, with the Braves handling their business against the New York Mets, and we're starting to see that lead increase and increase and increase. And, you know, obviously the Braves do not have what should be a very difficult schedule for the month of June. You know, they say in golf that Saturday's moving day. I really believe this month is moving day for the Braves, that they could find themselves double-digit leads over both the Phillies and the Mets when this month is over. I agree. I, again, like this team, look, it has its shortcomings. It's dealt with some injuries. Obviously, you lose your two top starters like that. It hurts, but just given the way this team has persisted through it, they do a really nice job against bad teams. I know they obviously they blew that game in Detroit the other night. They rebounded. You don't want to lose a series to the A's, but generally speaking, they do well against bad teams. And Really, the biggest thing is, I mean, we've yet to see the Mets get this thing figured out. They have not gotten rolling, and I still believe the Phillies are going to be heard from before this is over with. But it might be too late for them to be heard from as far as the NL East goes. And, you know, and, you know I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I wonder if, if they get, you know, far enough ahead, if there isn't a sense of – I don't know, I don't want to say urgency, but, you know, to try to make a move for a starter or maybe for a couple of relievers. I think that if they find themselves maybe 12 or 13 games up by the end of the month, I wonder if there's this pressing need or they can just kind of sit back, exhale a little bit and, you know, just I know keep their foot on the gas pedal. But it doesn't feel like there has to be any sense of urgency if they can maintain a big lead. Sure, and there's a balance of that, too, because you're going, look, we obviously we saw a team blow a double-digit lead in this division last year. Mm -hmm. So you don't know. I mean, it's certainly possible, and we know how Alex Anthopoulos thinks, and he's not going to you know, feel that the division is locked up until it's actually locked up. But this team does need to think about the postseason, too. When you get Because the reality is we don't know about Freed and Wright right now. The hope is that they'll be back and they'll be them, and this team will be ready to go, but we don't know that. 
And certainly this team could use another starter. They need bullpen help. And when we look ahead to October, what does this team need to best position it to win a World Series? Because you look around the National League, uh, there's nobody that I feel great, feel better than about winning this thing than the Braves right now, on paper and performance-wise. Certainly Arizona is having a breakout year, but you're not going to take them over the Braves. The Dodgers have had their issues. You go through the line. This team is in a great spot to make it back to the World Series. And, you know, regardless of if you're up one game in the division or 15 games in the division, you need to be thinking about what is that one guy who can make the difference for us come October. You know, Gabe, it's funny because, you know, you look around the National League, the Marlins are a playoff team. The Pittsburgh Pirates lead their division. The Arizona Diamondbacks lead their division. I mean, we got some real. I mean, we got some real untraditional teams. That, to your point, I don't think that the Braves would really fear anybody. But it is kind of weird how so far the National League is playing out. That really the Braves have been just kind of the the standout stalwart. Where there's been a lot of kind of first time up and comers leading baseball. And it's fun. It's good for the game. It's refreshing. Uh, certainly, you know, if you're a brave fan, you're feeling good with where this team is, and you would love the idea of getting Arizona and Pittsburgh and the Marlins and teams like that into the NL playoff field. We'll see how much things hold. Again, the Giants have been playing a lot better. Uh, the Padres just have so much talent. We know the Dodgers are going to be in it. And we'll see if the Mets and Phillies wind up, either one of them wind up getting something going. But, yeah, I mean, there is this opportunity here for the Braves. They feel like they are just on paper when this team is healthy. They feel like they are by far the best team in the National League. That's how I, that's how I look at it. And so if they can just get healthy and they can just add some reinforcements, I mean, we, we really could be looking at them playing deep in October again. Gabe Burns, sports feature writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, joining me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Well, one guy who's starting to get hot is Michael Harris, and we've been kind of waiting for this breakout, and, you know, we've seen it here lately. He's been good defensively. Uh, obviously, he's stealing bases. You know, he's walking more um, and striking out less when you look at some of the underlying numbers, but now it feels like it's starting to come together and that batting average is starting to creep up. And you know what? Like, it's understandable why he got off to a slow start. And this is a guy, too, that obviously he was awesome last year. You need some, when you're a young player, you're going to go through it, um, no matter how great you are. And he's figuring it out. And, and that's going to be all the difference. I mean, it's, it's just, it's an astronomical difference. It's just like when we talked about Ozuna getting going and how different the lineup looks when he was playing well. And, I mean, it's the same thing for Harris. So, again, you just look at these guys. When this team clicks, and we don't know. We're sitting here talking about this in June. We know what happened last year. We know how well this team played. You get to the playoffs, there's a couple of weird things. You know, injury-wise, there's some weird stuff that happens. Next thing you know, you're, you're bounced by the Phillies. We don't know what's going to play out. But all we can do is project. And when this team is rolling, when these guys are playing their best, I just don't think there's a better team in the league. You know, um, one of the disappointments, obviously, was that, you know, Michael Soroka got sent back down. And, you know, he had a couple of starts, one pretty good, one kind of rough. Um, you know, is it just a matter of they want to get him some more innings and get him some more work and, you know, just kind of find something, you know, right before they bring him back up here? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. And I think that the timing was weird. I think especially from the outside, you know, looking at that, you're going really after that. But. It's been such a process for him, and the fact that he made it back up here and he did get a couple stars, like that's, I mean, that's great. Uh, it remains to be seen, frankly, just how big of a contributor and how big of a help he can be this season, but I think everybody's rooting for him, and 
considering everything he's been through, and he's a great guy. But the reality is, is right now they just need him down there, just continuing to pile up innings, continuing to kind of get his feet back under him. And, you know, maybe he can impact the club sometime in the second half. Gabe, uh, let's bounce around uh, a little bit here. Um, Hawks NBA draft coming up a week from tonight. You know, I'm not so much worried about what the Hawks do as far as drafting a player. I I think whoever they draft is going to end up in College Park when all is said and done. But, you know, we're we're starting to to kind of get, you know, little feelers and rumors and and different things like that. And and certainly Trey Young has had some interesting comments where, you know, he talked about being next uh, to win the NBA title. Um, He talked about his relationship with, you know, Nate McMillan. Um, it is interesting just even kind of getting into this offseason, some of the comments that are being made from Trey Young and some of these other players. Yeah, it's it's going to once again be another fascinating offseason. Like, I get what you're saying. I, I mean, I'm fascinated, too, by the draft. I'm, I am interested in the draft, just the way everything's going to unfold. There was that rumor today about maybe trading up mm-hmm. with the Mavericks, which is always interesting because, again, the John Collins trade talk is just, it's every off season. We have to just every trade deadline. We just have to sit here and spend a few minutes on it. Uh, so that's interesting. I really like case Wallace uh, from Kentucky. I think he would be a nice fit if we're, if we're just looking at how they could spend number 15, but yeah, what, like we've already seen the DeJounte, like, Oh, would they be willing to move DeJounte? So there's just, there's a lot of talk. We know that a bunch of it is nonsense, but it's going to be really interesting. And, this team, there's just so many different ways you could go, and obviously there's a lot of salary on this team. I, you know, somebody had reported that there was some DeAndre Hunter trade talk at the deadline as well. So there's just a lot of different directions you can go, and I don't really think even predicting anything right now um, is a safe thing to do, except for, like, I, I think I said it on here last time, I do feel like John Collins finally gets moved because, again, it's a numbers game. You look at the money, you look at where this team is trying to figure this out, and I just think it makes the most sense to move him finally at this point. Well, and Gabe, I'll say it like this. I think the entire offseason comes down to, and, and this may be, be very simplistic, this comes down to whether or not Tony Ressler wants to get into the luxury tax or not. Because if he's going to keep playing this Lombada of staying under the luxury tax, we're not going to get better. And, and right now we're $9 million into the luxury tax, and I don't know how you get better when you start trading away your pieces to try to get cheaper. And, you know, again, the, the underrated thing that they did, I guess, for them was that they saved money at the trade deadline. For all the picks and, and pieces that they brought in, they saved money at the, at the uh, trade deadline. So I, I don't know. I, for me – this comes down to whether we're going to be in the luxury tax and really compete or if it's just going to be we're not going to get in that threshold. I don't know really what we're going to be at the end of the day. You know, you, I really do believe, I mean, you simply have to be committed. And th- this is going to sound like an obvious thing. You just have to be committed to the point that you're going, you're going pretty far into the tax mm-hmm. to sustain a winner, to yeah. be a championship caliber team. Because the reality is, look at the history of the NBA. When you have, even when you have these, younger max guys you have a guy like trey i mean most of these guys don't win until their late 20s anyway and by then their salaries are obviously they're not on a rookie deal at that point and in, in order to sustain a championship level team you're going to have to spend i mean to even use a cross sport comparison like you see everyone talks about the angels all the time and are they going to keep otani and everything but they've been scared of the luxury tax there and when you're spending so much money on a trout and on a rendon and then you're on it if you wind up extending Otani or whatever, when you're spending that much money, you have to go deep into the tax to just build a team. 
And I think the same thing can be said about the NBA. And, you know, if they're going to re-sign DeJounte or if they're going to trade him and wind up with a player they're going to have to pay, I mean, the reality is you're just going to have to go deeper into the tax if – because right now this team is just not good enough. And I would argue that they're just not – they're not even close to being good enough, although the East is weird right now, so I guess you'd really never know. They've got a ways to go. And, I mean, you're right. The bottom line is they're they're just going to have to spend money. Let's uh, flip over to the uh, Falcons. They uh, wrap up mandatory minicamp today. Um, you know, I, there's, I, I've read a lot of things about the idea of the competition between Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson, but I brought this up on my show a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't see why there couldn't be a scenario where both of those guys end up with 1,000 yards. If you look at Tyler Algier, he only started seven games and had 210 carries and 1,000 yards. Bijan Robinson could do the same thing, whether you you flip those roles or something like that. I think there's a definite possibility that Arthur Smith, instead of having a Derrick Henry in his backfield, he may look at this as a two-headed monster and and still feed the rock to these guys. I agree. I mean, that makes a ton of sense to me. And if that's the case, uh, this team, they're going to put up points. And I think they are going to put up points. So, Look, look, I mean, you've got a nice mix here. You've got Bijan where he's going to he's gonna play a lot of snaps, split out. He's going to get a lot of catches. So when we talk about yards from scrimmage, I'm expecting, you know, huge numbers. A lot of, like, I don't play fantasy football. I know a lot of people do. He's going to be a really popular guy. And Tyler, he's a guy, he's going he's gonna to rip through guys. He's going to make the most out of every carry. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely, uh, given the way that this offense wants to play, I could totally envision that. Last question for you. Um, you know, there's been a lot of rumors about, you know, uh, Daniel Hunter being available in a possible trade who's, I think, got the most sacks before 25 years old. But, you know, I, I look at this roster and I still have questions about the pass rush. We're, we're banking on a lot of things. Okay, Ebba Katie breaks out. Caden Ellis can repeat his year from last year. Uh, Onyemata and Grady can be enough of a force inside. Like we're banking on a lot of hopes and wishes and prayers and maybe some unknown things. I wonder, I still wonder whether or not they've done enough to have that fire breather coming off the edge and try to increase this sack total. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that I was actually just talking with uh, Jeff Schultz of the athletic about that. And I expressed the same concern because the, the numbers are a lot better the actual players who you can comfortably put out there who are going to be relatively productive. You've got experience, but you still lack – there's not – we're not positive that this pass rush is going to be significantly improved. Right. And you would like to have a guy like a hunter, somebody that really alters the game. And you have Grady Jarrett inside. I understand that. But it does feel like, you know, there's, there's a committee of quality players, but – how like are any of these guys really going to be the guy? I don't know. It's better than it was, certainly numbers wise, depth wise, experience wise. It's better than it was. But yeah, like I can't confident. It's one of my biggest concerns for this team still, and it might wind up that Ryan Nielsen is great at scheming pressure too, and this by committee, it winds up working out. But right now, I mean, that's among my bigger concerns for this team because again. I like the numbers. It's better, but I still don't know if it's real. It's, I still, frankly, I don't know if it's going to be anywhere close to where you want it to be. Yeah, we, I think we need a fire breather uh, out there. But, again, we'll, uh, 
We'll see what uh, unfolds. You can check him out on his personal Twitter page, at AJC, sports and feature writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work, and he joined me here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Gabe, as always, my friend, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes tonight, and uh, we will chat again soon. Sounds good. You got it. John Chuckery. We'll be back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.